and welcome back to your weekly movie review and nerd news podcast. That's right, you're tuned in to 3FN. And of course, this week, we will be reviewing a Patreon pick, The 25th Hour. But before we get there, you know we're always coming to you from the 8122 Production Studios at Dragon Master Games. I am your host, Rich, and the nerds are all here. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing first, the first co-host, that is. He is the man that just this past week won a Carolina Reaper eating competition as he ate 73 Carolina Reaper peppers in less than 15 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, his ass is spewing fire like a dragon. His name is Ron. The trick is, it's just a swallow. Uh, don't you <laughs> just swallow. Don't, don't get most of it on your tongue no, just swallow avoid avoid the mouth that's exactly what i told her this weekend too just swallow. <laughs> i like it i like it and of course ladies and gentlemen the other co-host is the man who doesn't need an introduction yet he has the longest introduction in all of podcasting ladies and gentlemen it is hashtag big natty cool hashtag mad dog strong style hashtag challenge accepted hashtag Diesel Malenko, because he's the man of a thousand and four hashtags. He is the leader of the Minnows Gang and is your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster. He's the man, the myth, and the legend rolled into one jolly old ginger bearded feller. I give to you Diesel. I think I could fit a hammock in here. You might be able to. <laughs> you might be able to. Or a cot. Ugh. I've told you I'll clean out, I could clean out part of the room for you if you need a place to stay. It's not that I need a place to stay. I'm just always here. Well, that's true. That is true. But, I mean, you could get a cot. We have the TV. It is hooked up to everything because yeah. we have the fire stick in here. I mean, I'm just saying it's it's reasonable because I, I should take that uh, tray home because my wife keeps telling me to bring that one home because uh, we could use an extra one. <laughs> the TV tray that just holds random stuff in our studio. But with that being said, Diesel, just let me know. Let me know. But before we go any further, uh, let's tell the folks what we got to look forward to today. We were talking about some nerd news. There wasn't a lot of news this week, but we are going to discuss the whole Flash Ezra Miller situation, given our takes and opinions on it. That'll be followed by Diesel's movie, Triple Stuff. He's going to bring you the box office. He's going to bring you the upcoming films. And he's also going to bring you this week's top three. We'll take that break and then the second half of the show. Of course, it's the 3FN Movie Club review of 25th Hour. Cannot wait to talk about it. Chose by one of our wonderful patrons, Ken M. So shout out to Ken M and our patrons. And if you would like to uh, add, uh, have a list that we may pick off of, because we raffle them off, everybody's going to get picked. Guess what? You can do that by signing up at patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month. You get to do that and get a ton of extra bonus content. So check it out. With that being said, though, uh, Ron, how has been your week? Uh, the week's been good. I uh, can't complain. We actually fired both D&D groups this week, so Wednesday. You, you fired? You gave them the, the, the Donald, the, no, they, the fired? They, they actually launched. For or, did, or wait a minute. Or did you say, like, Vince McMahon? Yes, fired. Uh, so our Wednesday group, you know, it's been a while since, you know, Drew works and had Gen Con and all that stuff, but we going through and we're, had to do some like a carnival type thing so we were just messing around and you know it's we got we had to stop where we're in the middle of a uh cavern or something please and, tell me to set up the ambiance you guys played icp <laughs> i wish um so 
uh, as we were going, like I like I said, my this character is a row or is a ranger with a sharpshooter feet at level one because humans bonus. Yay! I'm just blowing holes through everything. <laughs> uh, the one time I played D and D where we had a campaign going on, one of the players was uh, had the sharpshooter feet. Yeah. And it seemed a little overpowered. Yeah, yeah. When, when you just keep going. Like, I'm just blowing holes through shit. Yeah. So you know that went well. Uh, our Friday group, which is still in Tomb of Annihilation, yeah, it lived up to its name. We had a TPK. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep, Everybody? Yep. Everybody but one. Oh, and, the no. only, and the only reason why he's uh, stable is because of the lantern he found. The spirit inside the lantern jumps out and goes, here, you're stable. But there's nobody else to give him anything. So I got to find out how long he sleeps for while stable. Oh, boy. Yeah. So. And so I'm, we're wrapping up that campaign. <laughs> I asked them, I'm like, okay, what do you want to do? I go, we can stop it here. Or and then, of course, they're like, well, you know, we've gone so far and we're so we're almost to the end. We should really keep going. I'm like, all right. I go, it's a little more tricky because you're just bringing in, like, there's no original characters. Now. Yeah. One, one just because he wasn't there. Yep. So now it's like, yeah, there's no original characters. And you're not at a tavern, so you can't just meet a random group of people again. <laughs> I know, that's the hard part about this. <laughs> so uh, like a conflict, uh, another adventuring party just happens to find you guys yeah. now? Yeah, basically is why it's going to happen. Um, basically what happened is they spent, they actually did well moving through the, the dungeon. So I can't really be upset. They just took them a little, a little while to figure out the, the puzzle of the tomb, in the tomb that they were in. And the funny part is... Our wizard was on the ceiling, walking across the ceiling, trying to figure it out. Well, he went into the corner. When we they came down to the, the next section, he went into the corner. And I'm like, all right, he's going to say he's walking up the wall. 10-4, I got it. He's like, I'm in the corner. Magic missile. Magic missile or something. I'm like, dude, he stayed on the ground. I'm like, oh, this guy's just going to go up and punch him in the face. Yep. <laughs> like, he, and then, then he just got flustered. And then the other, the rogue, who's uh, the second character for his son's uh, yeah. you know campaign so it's like his second character and you know he's like just got a new magical wand he's like i'm gonna use the wand no i'll save that for later yeah he got knocked out no <laughs> yeah there was use no later it while you can yeah so it was just, just like they they're level nine like i'm not gonna i'm not playing their characters anymore yeah so you know you know what you have you know how to get around i let a lot of things slide but <laughs> this was a tpk nice. i'm like Okay, so we'll see what happens next week. Nice. Well, speaking of blowing holes in things, uh, that could be the name of the autobiography for this next gentleman. Diesel, how was your week? It was a busy week. I I was doing double duty, working full-time in my normal job, and then coming to close the game store as the owners of Dragon Master Games were on vacation. Uh, They came back Friday. I stopped down briefly. Uh, Then Saturday, I had to run the store all day, which was a super busy day, but it wasn't bad. It was a good day. And then Sunday we just had, um, not my family, but a family friend's family reunion that we were invited to, which was cool. I got to uh, catch up with people I used to hang out with way back in the day, former co-workers, that, eh. and, uh, but the singer of the band that I used to drive around back when I was like 20, we were caught up with him. I haven't seen him in over a decade. He's got a beautiful family now. And it was, it was cool. It was I expected a lot more drama, but it was actually a very nice day. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that you had a really good day. Uh, this past weekend, I spent at uh, Six Flags New England. I was in the uh, the greater Springfield, Massachusetts area. Uh, it was a good time. Spent some quality time with my family. Enjoyed it. Got away. Watched some Game Changer Wrestling. Homecoming was on this weekend. Of course, we talked all about it on this week's episode of 607 TWS. Check that out. Anywhere you get great podcasts. Uh, but yeah, man. I, it's pretty relaxing. I'm going to the park. 
Uh, ate some good food. Actually, for one of the amusement parks, they had some really tasty food there. Uh, bought some souvenirs. They had fat guy sizes. Nice. <laughs> which is interesting. But uh, with that being said, yeah, it was a great week. So hopefully everybody out there listening also had a great week. But before we can get the show started, we need to take care of some business. We need to hit you with some opening plugs. Of course, for all information about the 3 Fat or three FN podcast. Wow, I almost botched my own stuff, Diesel. Go to 3FNpodcast.com. All the links are there. The social links are there. Links to the Tee Public store where you can buy some swag and support the show. The Patreon link that I mentioned earlier, patreon.com slash 3FNpodcast. That is there as well. Also, the link to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash 607podcast. Even though we're not doing 607TWS live every Monday night anymore, myself and Ken M from the ODPH will be doing live reactions or live after shows, I should say after pay-per-views and we got two coming up of course labor day weekend wwe clash of the castle will be live after that to do an after show and our thoughts and then of course the very next day aew's all out we will be doing the same so there's two big ones there and of course we have movie nights coming up and everything else so you want to make sure that you're signed up on the twitch channel to get notified whenever that goes live also while you're there you can check out friends of the show like the odph you can find out about the bands you hear play on the show like the band that does our theme song shout at the robots find out about them and more there's a section for bands a directory there's also a section for our local sponsors, but we're going to give them a quick shout out now because they help bring the show to you each and every week, commercial free. First of all, Dragon Master Games for all your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs. Visit them on the World Wide Web, dragonmastergames.com. And then, of course, Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, Diesel, who do you call? 607-644-3389. And last but certainly not least, our good friends over at Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. Come check out. Richard Mouser will be there. Uh, David Howard Thorne will be there. CJ Graham will be there. Many vendors, other celebrities, and so much more. And of course, the 3FN Podcast will be in the his house. So come say hi. Come get some swag and all sorts of great stuff. Visit us at the Vernon Downs Casino for Sci-Fi Horror Fest. Tickets are $15 for a day pass. $20 for the weekend, and you can get those early at scifihorrorfest.com and all those links are on the website. Once again, 3FNpodcast.com That's right, Mario. Not even the warning track this week, gentlemen. Not. I'm either getting insanely good at doing plugs or I'm trying to cut them down as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen. We'll they, take the lighter. Listen, here's the thing. 3FNpodcast.com has all your one-stop shop. I don't need to tell you that we're on Twitter at 3FNpodcast. I can. But if you go to 3FNpodcast.com, boom, click the link. Follow us there. By the way, I do have one thing to ask, though. If you have an iPhone, <laughs> even if you don't listen to the show, if you want to help out the show for absolutely free and make our hearts full... Could you please consider following us on Apple Podcasts? If you have an iPhone, even if you use a different player, it's still built in and baked into your iPhone. You can't get rid of it. Just open it up. Click on the follow on 3FN Podcast. Boom. That's it. And while you're there, if you want to drop that five-star review, you know, you don't have to actually write a re review. You can. It's nice when you do. But if you just want to hit that five-star, it helps out the algorithm. That's all it's about. You can do that for absolutely free. It means the world to, to us, and it costs you nothing. By the way, any player that's all true of. If you're listening on Spotify, if you're listening on Good Pods, wherever you're listening, make sure to rate and review the show. It helps us out. And make sure you're following it because it helps out the numbers, helps out the algorithm, helps us get seen by more people that can enjoy the show just like you. And it's absolutely 100% free. 
Diesel? Yeah, you just hit follow. It doesn't automatically download anything. You just follow, and it gives us a huge boost in Apple Pods. That's all you got to do. Nothing's going to download. It's kind of like cheating the system. Help us cheat the system. Hmm. Well, yeah, it's an algorithm. So basically what that does is, is the more followers, it puts us in front of people when they search for, like, uh, movie news and pop culture stuff. And boom, we come in front of them. So that means just more people get to hear the show. And overall, that's good for everybody because it helps us because it makes our it makes our egos feel good. This is the one time we want to come first. <laughs> ah, yes, that's very true. Other than that, Diesel is a proponent of not being a selfish lover. Very true. There you go. With that being said, though, it is now time to get into the fun parts of the show. All the all the stuff's out of the way. How we're doing? You know, the opening stuff. You guys come for the meat and potatoes. Let's dive right in with this week's edition of. Nerd News! Bing, bang, boom! Fing, fang, foom! I love it. I love it. Ladies and gentlemen, there wasn't much going on in the news this week. I'm going to be honest with you. It was a slow news week, and that is perfectly fine. We decided to bring you, and remember, we don't break news here. We just give our opinions and our takes on trailers and news coming out. But uh, we have to talk about something. And we've talked about this to the patrons. <laughs> we've talked about it briefly on this show before. But we're going to do a little deep dive. Because there is one big gigantic question in the superhero movie realm in Hollywood. And that, of course, is should the Flash see the light of day? Not because of the content of the movie. Not because if the movie is good or bad. But because of the star of said movie, Ezra Miller. So uh, we are going to be reading some excerpts because this has a lot more detail. From The Hollywood Reporter, this was uh, written by Gary Baum. It is titled Ezra Miller, A Timeline of Trouble, which may derail the Flash. And uh, we're going to read from here, giving some of the examples. And then we're going to discuss whether or not we think this movie should see the light of day. So uh, for you guys to know, since 2014, the studio has been in development on what's now a $200 million plus The Flash film. In which Miller, who identifies as non-binary and uses they-them pronouns, will star. While the creative process has been challenging, multiple directors and screenwriters, and there's been much corporate uh, tumult, the recently announced shelving of $90 million Batgirl as a tax write down, freshly installed Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David Zaslov has yet to publicly waver on the superhero project due out in June of 2023. Uh, the Andy Muschietti directed film concluded principal photography a year ago and has been testing well. Production continues to progress. Previously scheduled reshoots with Miller took place over the summer. Uh, by the way, Andy Muschietti, we uh, know and love him from the It movies, so yep. he was the director over there. Are you ready for the problems? Here's a timeline of what, uh, thank you for the Hollywood Reporter, they spell it out. It all started on April 6th, 2020. A brief video clip surfaced on social media in which Miller appears to choke a female fan outside a bar in Central Rakovics. I might have said that wrong, I apologize. Oh, you want to fight? That's what you want to do? A source at the bar told Variety that a group of pushy fans had confronted Miller, who'd lost their temper. Uh, let's go to August 2020 to October 2021 with a flash pushing forward. Miller appeared on August 22nd, 2020 in a pre-tape message for DC fans at the Warners-produced online event DC Fandom, where the actor touted the time travel aspect of the film. Months later, in October, pandemic pressures force Warners to move the Flash release date back to November 2022 from an initial June 2022 date. Six months later, after years of development, the Flash began filming April 19, 2021 in London with director Muschietti 
posting a new logo along with the caption, here we go. Principal photography wraps on August 8th. A week later, Miller shared a pre-recorded message for DC Fandom on October 16th, introducing the first footage of The Flash. Including a tease of Michael Keaton's Batman, said Miller, I will see you in the theaters later next year, or more importantly, you will see me. January of 2022. Miller delivered a cryptic message aimed at a Ku Klux Klan chapter in North Carolina. Said the actor in a January 27th video he posted to Instagram, Look, if y'all want to die, I suggest just killing yourselves with your own guns, okay? Otherwise, keep doing exactly what you're doing right now, and you know what I am talking about. Then, you know, we'll do it for you. If that's really what you want, talk to you soon. Okay, bye. It was never determined what was prompted the, the message. I mean, I'm not against that. Yeah, I'm, so far, he he some fan talk shit got hit. He he tweeted out something cool, and then he's talking shit to KKK guys. Awesome. Okay, all right. I you know I'm Team Ezra right now. I, I'm not gonna lie. As of right now, I'm I'm okay with it. I'm a little. Uh, it's a little weird that he beat up a, a female fan, but if if they were asking for it. They, they, you know, as we're going to give it to them, as, as, as DMX would say. You want equality? This is equality. And uh, as far as the KKK stuff goes, hey, I mean, I'm all for that message. There is not a part of that message that I disagree with. As a matter of fact, I don't even care because some people will be like, well, he was threatening to kill them. And I'm like, so? Well, he suggested that they kill themselves first. first. Yeah, he gave them the out. Yeah, exactly. The honorable out, as you would say. You know, in Japan, they would, they would, they, they you know, Harry Kare. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hey. you know, Team Miller, let's do this. Okay, so now we get to March 2022. On March 9th, Warner Brothers made a slew of changes to its release calendar, including delaying the release of The Flash from November 22nd, 2022 to June 23rd, 2023. In downtown Hilo on the Big Island of Hawaii, police were called March 19th, 2022 to dispute in which Miller was cited for obstructing a highway police, claimed they were uncooperative and refused to leave the area and continued to obstruct a sidewalk. Later that month, on March 28th, the Hawaii County Police Department arrested and charged Miller with disorderly conduct and harassment after they allegedly yelled obscenities and became agitated when patrons sang at a Honolulu karaoke bar. Miller is alleged to have attempted to rip a microphone away from one woman and to have lunged at a man. The actor posted bail and was released. The next day, a Hilo couple filed a temporary restraining order, later dropped, against Miller, contending the actor had burst into their bedroom, threatening to kill them, and then taken a passport and wallet from them. Uh, Diesel. Hey, what were they singing at the karaoke bar? Because I will give a lot of leeway if it's a bad karaoke singer. I was just going to say, <laughs> once again, I have been to some pretty bad karaoke, and if I could have ripped the microphone away, I might have done it. I'm not saying that they were right. I'm just saying, as we're going to give it to you. <laughs> Up until the breaking into the hotel room, I'm still firmly Team Miller. Now, if the couple that he broke into the room and stole their passport and wallet were said karaoke couple, I'm still on Team Ezra. Well, here's the, there, there's a really weird... Here's the thing. There's a really weird story behind this, right? Where he they burst into their room and... They never said that they broke into the house. It's hard for me to say this, yeah, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they never said that they broke into the house. So that a lot of people have assumed that there was some kind of maybe threesome with they going on. And then, I mean, still, stealing people's shit is, is not the answer. Say, sometimes you got to pay for that mustache ride. 
<laughs> yeah, but I mean, I'm just saying, stealing a passport and wallet. I mean, I I'm, I can't side with that no matter what. I, I just don't think that they bursted into, you know, they just said they bursted into the room. They didn't say they bursted into their property. Yeah. So I really think there's more to that story, especially since they dropped it, right? Now, let's get to April of 2022. Miller was again arrested in Hawaii on April 19, 2022, this time on suspicion of second-degree assault. The incident occurred at a residence in Pahoa on the Big Island. According to local police, Miller became irate after being asked to leave and reportedly threw a chair, striking a 26-year-old female on the forehead, resulting in an approximate half-inch cut. TikTok creator Mia Solange, who uses they-them pronouns, referred to an alleged intimate relationship with Miller. You took everything from me, Ezra Miller, is a not a good human. I can finally say so without being terrified. Hashtag abuser, they wrote. Uh, Fantastic Beast, The Secret of Dumbledore, opened to a tepid $43 million at the domestic box office over Easter weekend. The movie's disappointing performance wasn't a surprise as the franchise had been on the decline. Still, the weak box office may have doomed the series previously planned five-part arc. So uh, what are you thinking about the assault charges <laughs> and then the uh, uh, accusations of abusing a former relationship partner? God damn, they're making this really hard to defend them. <laughs> <laughs> Ezra strikes me as a passionate person. Passionate. And so when things go bad, you know, the passion, la passion, gets a little <laughs> out of hand. Um, don't throw chairs, though. Throwing chairs is bad. Yeah, I'm starting to see a lot of anger with women. If I was Freud, I would say that he has uh, maternal issues. Possibly, or with the non-binary status, and I, I believe they also had a non-binary status. Well, no, that no, the person he hit with the chair was not the they match oh, okay, the relationship. Yeah. It's two separate incidents. Okay, the they was a former relationship to to them. Yeah. So yeah, so they and them were in a relationship, and then they accused them of being an abuser. Yeah. The other one was they getting pissed off and huffing a chair across the room and happening to hit a 26-year-old female in the head. We've all been there. We've all <laughs> wanted to throw that chair. And Ezra just showed us they had the strength to go through with it. Well, I'm trying really hard here. Once again, Diesel would like to file this under. Ezra going to give it to you. <laughs> Next up, we had June of 2022. Yeah, you know, I'm just like, this, this is like back to back yeah. to back. Goddamn. On June 7th, parents of 18-year-old Dakota Iron Eyes, an indigenous environmental activist and member of the Standing Rock Sioux Tribe, requested a protective order against Miller on behalf of their offspring. The pair met with Dakota. The pair, yeah. The pair met with when Dakota was 12 and Miller was 23. The parents contend that under Miller's influence, Dakota, who's non-binary, was introduced to illicit drugs, including LSD, dropped out of private school in Massachusetts, and was flown around the world, including to Hawaii, to the London studio where Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them was filmed. Dakota has publicly pushed back, posting on Instagram, my choices are my own. Separately, a judge granted another protective order to a Massachusetts mother on behalf of her 12-year-old child, who's non-binary, against Miller. The decision granted June 15th noted that there is a substantial likelihood of immediate danger of harassment. So, grooming, Diesel. Ooh. Grooming. Uh, I think that this is where you can't... I don't know if you can spin this. The wheels are spinning. <laughs> That little hamsters keep going. <laughs> that hamster's tired about to die of a heart attack pretty soon. <laughs> if, if they're 12, stay the fuck away. How the fuck was, he, was Ezra Miller allowed to bring a 12-year-old to Hawaii? Well, the, the weirdest part about this is this was a six-year relationship. I, I'm not saying, first of all, 
We are not saying that there was anything sexual going on because that would be a crime that we can't allege against they, right? Yeah. But we can say, according to court, according to public record, that they started talking to them at the age of 12 when they were 23. And the filing wasn't until 18. And then, to back it up, the same month, a current parent got a restraining order for their 12-year-old and the judge ruled it as there is a substantial likelihood of immediate danger of harassment. So obviously there was enough smoke to get that. So I don't know if I can know. Yeah, we're off Team Ezra now. Yeah, we're yeah. Team Ezra. We've abandoned on, on the grooming for sure. Because uh, allegedly grooming people, and I only say allegedly because legal knees, oh. uh, allegedly grooming people, mm. Bad luck. Have you ever tried to hang out with a 12-year-old? They're annoying as fuck. <laughs> I know. What do you have in common with them? Uh, I, I remember when Small my... Small things. When my, when my son was in was 12, I, I could remember hanging out with him. He was not as fun as he is to hang out with now at 16. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know who would choose to do that. Wait, wait, without wait. Without it being their own seed. 16-year-old or a 12-year-old on LSD? Are we talking just to hang out with? Or are we talking for sexual predators? Oh, no, 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 not, not sexual predators. Because neither. <laughs> I'm trying to like go into the Michael okay, Jackson so mind. My question stage. is: Is the 12 year old on LSD, or are you on LSD? No, the 12 year old. They played them, played them with LSD. They said mm, that could be interesting. <laughs> It'd be interesting. I don't know if I want to be there for that. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I want to. Uh, yeah, that's a slippery slope, Diesel. Uh, let's go to August of 2022, where we are kind of now. <laughs> Miller was charged August 8th with felony burglary in Vermont, where the actor resides after allegedly lifting bottles of alcohol from an unoccupied local home in May. A day later, the Toronto Film Festival announced the Salvador Dali biopic, Dollyland, starring Ben Kingsley and helmed by Canadian director Mary Hart Heron, American Psycho, will close the film festival. Miller, who plays Dolly in his younger years, was left out of the press announcement. Tiff and the film sales against uh, Bankside Films, which is shopping Dollyland to international buyers, didn't comment on the omission. Uh, that's not all. Vermont State Police reportedly attempted to serve a 25-year-old mother of three young children with an emergency order demanding August 9th the removal from her care in Miller's home due to concern over their safety. Miller has asserted that the family hasn't lived with them for months, but law enforcement believes that their service attempts are being evaded. Neighbors claim the family who are from Hawaii have been in danger in part due to unattended guns on the farm property. So not only... <laughs> Is he grooming 12-year-olds? He has now got a family. I don't want to say held hostage because I don't know if they're hostages, but at least Stockholm Syndrome <laughs> uh, with guns. He's robbing alcohol from places, so obviously he's got an alcohol problem. Or they have an alcohol problem, sorry. I apologize for the, the, the not they. Inflation's getting bad. You got to get shit on the cheap. <laughs> um, so Ezra going full Ezra Koresh now. This this is bad luck. I is this going to end uh, Waco style? Uh, one can hope not, but maybe maybe like you know how some actors go full method. Maybe doing the young Salvador Dali like really fucked with his their head. I, I, this last like six months of stretch, like stuff before that, you could you could write off. This stuff that's been coming out in the last like six months. Ooh, ooh, Ezra needs to seek some, some <laughs> really serious therapy. I just want to point out. First of all, I want to apologize if at any time in there that we used the wrong pronouns. We apologize. 
We, we we definitely were trying our hardest, but there was a lot of they thems going on. Yeah, yeah, and Ezra, if you see us out in public, don't throw a chair at us. <laughs> yeah. I'm fat and I can't dodge. Well, you're not a woman, so I think you'll be okay. But <laughs> I don't I know. Identify. Do you identify as a woman today? In front know. of Ezra Miller, I might. <laughs> but, but I just want to apologize because we do take pronouns seriously. I, yes. I'm going to say that. It was just there was some there was a lot of they them. Yeah. So hopefully you guys got who we were talking about in the pro you know the the department when we were saying it. Uh, with that being said, though, uh, so here we go. Let's 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 we've gone through everything Ezra's done or is accused of doing, allegedly done. Let's speak the legalese. Let's talk about the Flash. We have just had cost cuts by WB Discovery. We talked about that last week extensively. They canned Batgirl for a $70 million loss. Yeah. They canned uh, Scoob for an undisclosed amount loss. Yeah. They canned... Basically, you know, they're in the hole to begin with, and they're canned a bunch of things to losses. Because they have a certain amount of time after they purchase, like, a company like this has a certain amount of time to put the losses out there. But, like, if you do for, like, a movie or show or music or something like this, they can never see the light of day. But they only have a limited amount of time right. to pass this information on. So or in do and be like, hey, we file this, we file that. So that's why you're just hearing all these shotguns like every other day because they're going through the list. Boom, boom, boom. Sorry, yeah. I just figured some so people the people don't know how it works. No, no, don't apologize. You explained it perfectly. Thank you. Uh, so we're at this point where they already said it's two hundred million plus. We've uh, gone through, I, I if I remember correctly, three or four different director changes even before this project got off yeah. the ground. Andy Muschietti finally there. They've shot the film. They've shot the reshoots. I'm sure that they're finishing up all the finishing touches for the next year, June of 2023 release. Uh, still on the slate for June of 2023 as of right now. My question to everybody, at home even, because make sure you hit us up on the social medias, but to you gentlemen here, because obviously we're on the podcast and it's our opinions, what do you think they should do about the Flash movie, especially with the PR nightmare that is Ezra Miller. We'll start with Ron. What is your thoughts on it? Out of everything that they've been canceling, they like this is should have been like number one. This should have been day one talk because everything that's going on in the news. Nobody's. I don't say boycott something even very often, but even if this does come out, I say boycott it. Like it, it's not a good look. And if you're gonna revamp the system, you're revamping anyways. There's rumors that they're trying to figure out how to get Grant Gustin to play the Flash in future movies, anyways, because Flash is done here, uh, the series is done here in the next season, and their rumors are they're looking to put that because people love him as the Flash. So let's just can this, eat the shit sandwich that you're about to eat because you're already eating it. And I really feel if this comes out, people aren't gonna flock to it. You're not gonna make any money back on it. And if you're going to cut things like Batgirl, which may or may not have made $90 million, which just our Batman back in the cowl, you know, Michael Keaton, that would have drawn in at least $50 million. And then people that, you know, the Latinx, Latina, whatever it is, Latinx, I believe it is now, uh, you know, as a, as a Latinx uh, superhero, that's probably going to flock in the other $50 million. You probably were going to cut $100 million and you just made that loss because you're like, uh... This is the one that they need to go and cut. Okay, uh, good points. Diesel, what is your opinion? Strong disagree. It is a PR nightmare, but Warner Brother Discovery, thank heavens for Amber Heard. This entire time this has been going on, nobody cares about Ezra Miller. It's all been Amber Heard. You wipe her out of Aquaman 2, 
everyone's happy. People are going to forget about this. And especially with this coming out in June of 2023, all they got to do is they got to sequester Ezra Miller, stay out of the news, put him up in wherever you got to put him up, keep him out of Hawaii, keep them out of Hawaii because Hawaii is a bad place for them. But if this movie is going to be the linchpin of where you're going with your DC universe now, or your reset because the Flash can be a perfect place to do the reset, you got 200 million in. I think people are going to forget about all the Ezra Miller news. Amber Heard, way bigger PR nightmare for whatever reason. I actually think what Ezra Miller did was a lot worse, but Ezra, uh, Amber Heard was in the news a lot more. I think they can skate this, and I think you just do everything possible to get this guy, this uh, that them sequestered and out of trouble for the next eight months and then release your movie i i there's some points that i think that you to follow up with your th philosophy or your opinion here uh firstly yes amber heard for whatever reason even though it's not as bad as ezra miller <laughs> uh was the person who took the brunt of a lot of the the media press but guess what that's over so now people are talking about ezra miller because at this point in juncture, DC has already told us, DC Studios has already made the statement. They have cut Amber Heard down as far as they're going to cut, but she will still be in the movie for roughly five to ten minutes. Yeah. That is that is their that was their solution. They don't care if you like that solution. That is it. So it's, it's you're either going to accept it or not. I think enough uh, yeah. soccer moms are going to accept it to see Jason Momoa with his shirt off. Okay, So that no longer becomes the issue. Now people are starting to talk about it. We're seeing it all over the internet of the Ezra Miller stuff. So it is in the forefront. Now, granted, you're looking at almost a year from now to your point. However, the biggest problems with this now sit is that this is not the linchpin to the future of the DC Studios. <laughs> they just want to put this movie out because they spent 200 plus million on it and they're trying to recoup some of it. God knows how much of this they're actually going to fucking recoup. And then on top of that, you could have the PR nightmare when it comes out if people are still saying it. Do you still think that that is worth it? Yeah. Yeah, I actually do. I think they have so much money invested in this. And even if it's not the linchpin, it could be a way to reset everything. Because the Flash can just reset everything. Because the Flash messes up more than Ezra Miller does when it comes to time. Um, the cosmic treadmill. Yep. Um, with all that, I think, I think it's worth it. I think it's worth the gamble if they can rein in Ezra Miller. That's a big if, though. Um, plus, it, with the cancellation of Batgir uh, Batgirl, this is our one shot right now to see Michael Keaton back in the Batsuit. I, I think all the things that were going for Batgirl that was going to draw in money are still going to happen with this. I think they'll have a better chance of recouping their money on this than they did if they like released Batgirl. Unfortunately, we would have already we would have seen Michael Keaton in Aquaman, but now they're reshooting. Ben Affleck yeah. as Batman and Aquaman because of all the Flash stuff because they pushed they switched the movies in order because of yeah. all of this so that's a that's a problem for me so my opinion and my take on this is I say you just scrap the fucking movie like at this point in juncture you are already I do believe the number was fifty two billion dollars in the hole it was uh, close some, to yeah, something some, some close like, to that yeah, yeah something like that so what is another two hundred million first and foremost. What you could do now, save some face. Nobody has seen this. You know, they, they've done some test screenings. Go and fucking, if you really want to make the Flash movie, let's go forward with Grant Gustin as the Flash. Just use the same script, change some things up, and fucking just make the new universe already. Yeah. You might as well just take the L and go, okay, in 2024, we can have a perfect 
movie that people are going to be like, okay, the star of this movie is a real fuck up. And God knows what he's going to do between now. Mind you, mind you, the arrest things and everything were in August. We're in August now. Who knows what September brings? But we could have a shootout with the DEA come September or October, and you never know. Maybe he's uh, no longer with us. I'm not saying I want, I'm wishing no. that upon anybody, but that's a fucking likelihood yeah, with where we're at. All right. Spend $4 million more and deep fake Grant Gustin over his face. Well, there's been a lot of people <laughs> asking for maybe to just reshoot and put them in. It's going to be a lot. I think you're going to spend more money just, to do that. Just well, do the te- just, deep fakes. Just to fucking scrap it and yeah. then just start from the beginning. But you could use the same script since, think about it, it's not like it came out. So yeah. you don't have to even change the script. You could just reshoot and just push it back a year. Yeah, their, their argument is that he's... Or they are too far, or too much into the movie that they can't reach. They meaning WB. Yeah. Well, they and sorry, DC Studios now. Yeah. They are saying that them are too far into the movie that there's just too much they can't reshoot because it's just too much. But it's like just scrap it and go. Like just this movie can't see a light of day if you scrap it. Doesn't mean you can't use the script. And then even then, you just change some of the script. It's a different script. Like yeah, and plus you're still trying to find your your Kevin Fahey and yeah. your unified vision for the future. Glad you brought that up. Rumor has it that they may have found their Greg the, their Kevin Fahey and Greg Berlanti, who used to run all of the Arrowverse, yeah. and that would be a great pick for them. He did an amazing job with the Arrowverse. I'm sure he could do an amazing job at DC Studios. Once again, Greg Berlanti in charge. It makes perfect sense to have Grant Gustin be the fucking Flash. Yeah, and that's just my take and opinion. And once again, you're once again. First of all, they should have never hired Ezra Miller to begin with. Grant Gut. They should have taken the book from Marvel and just had Grant Gustin be the Flash in the fucking yeah. movie. Because you know, hey, Marvel had uh, a good idea when they said, hey, not to confuse the consumer. Whenever this person's in the movie or a TV show or makes an appearance somewhere, that is who it is. So Captain America is Captain America. Thor is Thor. You know, uh, you know and, yeah. and so on and so forth. Loki's I, a crocodile. Well, well, they, you know, obviously that was explained during that. But think about it, Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Whether it's on Loki the TV show, whether it's in the Avengers movies, yeah. whether yeah. it's in Thor, it doesn't matter. No matter when we've seen Loki, the actual character of Loki, we know not talking about any of the variants. It's been Tom Hiddleston. Yeah. And, and that's smart. That's what they should have done here to begin with. But once again, there was no unified thinking then. Now that it's DC Studios, now that the WB Discovery executives, including David Zaslov, want to make this a unified attempt, they're saying now, hey, we need to hire that head. They have their ambassador, which is Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Smart move. Mm -hmm. Smart move. Who better to be the ambassador than the biggest movie star on the planet, right? Yeah. Now, we just have to go, okay, who's going to run it? Like I said, we're hearing Greg Berlanti a lot. And I'm behind that because he's already proven to be an asset, especially to DC. Yeah. So with that, it makes sense to me to say, hey, let's scrap the Flash. Let's get away from the dumpster fire that is Ezra Miller. And then we can go ahead and, like I said, you can just do the same fucking movie. Literally, you don't have to even buy a new script, write a new script. You can just shoot the same fucking movie. Shot for shot, you probably can reuse some of the, the, the some of the shots. Well, they don't the hell they can't use any of it, but, but they can use the script, I believe. I do believe so. Even if not, rewrite yeah. the fucking script. Who yeah. cares? Because yeah, now you're who this movie might not fit into the new plan of what DC is going to be putting out. So if it can, cool. If it can act as a reset, cool. But if not, yeah, let's I mean, rewrite everything. Like great like, story. Like they're like Gal Gadot supposed to be Wonder Woman still. 
Like, so they're still moving forward with the ideas of what they had. Now you just need to adjust. I get it. 200 million, yes. It, it sucks when you put that much time into it, that many years into it. But you got to take the L here. Like, well, like you just pointed out, Gal Gadot is supposed to still be Wonder Woman. We're assuming, since they're going forward, that Aquaman will still be Jason Momoa. Yes. We, we know for sure that Zachary Levy will still be Shazam. Shazam. And obviously, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is still going to be Black Adam. Yeah. Everybody from uh, the Justice Society is going to be yes. in the movie. The, the, everybody that's yeah. coming in is going to be those characters. So, so far, that, that universe stays the same. The only things that we know that are changing are Batman. Yep. Possibly Superman, but yep. there's no word on that yet. No, there's not. But but possibly Superman, and then also the Flash. So, and it's already been talked about Grant Gustin becoming the Flash in the cinematic universe for DC Studios. So I just say, you know what you do? Technically speaking, Shazam's already done, so it's already whatever. Yeah. Same with Black Adam, which mm-hmm. is coming out soon, mm-hmm. and same with Aquaman. So what do you do? The first movie of the new DC Studio era could just be the Flash. Just rewrite it and do it. Yeah. Just start over, and that's where we start. We can take the characters we're going to tell. We can use the Flash as the linchpin with Grant Gustin as the Flash. Move away from Ezra Miller. Okay, we took a L, but once again, when you're at $52 billion in the hole, what's another fucking 200 plus million? Plus, they're taking L's all over the place right now. Right. And (laughs) let's just be honest. If more shit happens... To your point, if he can go away and it becomes quiet, they might be able to smuggle out and make some of that money back in June of 2023. I'm sure there'll still be people who won't go. I'm sure that there'll still be a, you know, a subset, but they could still do it. But as of right now, <laughs> he seems to have a very on the schedule beginning of every month running with the law. <laughs> so I'm expecting by the end of August, because we're only halfway through August, I'm expecting by the end of this month that more shit to hit the fan, and by the beginning of next month, more shit, because it's just this cascade of shit after shit after shit. We still don't know where this allegedly, you know, at least Stockholm Syndrome family is. We don't know what is going on with this grooming situation, because now that the restraining order was granted for the one family, at least, yeah. that means, and that child is 12 years old. That that means depending upon what's going on there, there could be uh, you know a lawsuit from the state of Massachusetts on him for that endangering the welfare of a minor, neglect of a minor. You know, depending upon if something happened, which we don't know, but let's say that there is, you know, it, it could get real fucking slippery slope for Mister or for uh, Ezra Miller. Sorry, come on, this could be a bad. This could be a real bad day, <laughs> a real bad day. So. If I'm DC Studios right now, if I'm WB Discovery, I'm like, you know what? Let's just take that L. Let's just take that L. They shouldn't have taken the L for Batgirl, as we've talked about no. before, but that's fine. We've already, it's, already, we're already, it's already too late. We're past that. Take the L for this, because I think that I honestly don't believe that Ezra Miller is capable of not getting in trouble and laying low until June of 2023. I really believe that it's just going to hit the fan. I believe if they go forward with this. They are going to pay the ultimate price for it because I honestly think there'll be enough people out there because he's not going to lay low. He'll do more crimes. He'll get arrested. He'll be in prison for fucking some crazy shit by then. It's a possibility, right? It is a possibility. And then what happens then? Now all of a sudden it comes out and then people are fucking protesting at the theaters. And you know that's going to happen if it's still public eye. Yeah. Especially if if their trial is then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, if there's people protesting at the theaters, I'm still probably walking through there. <laughs> Come at me, bros. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, will this stop, th- th- does all this stop me from going to see a movie? No. I mean, I still I still watch Kevin Spacey films. Fucking ain't right, I do. <laughs> do I agree with Kevin Spacey? 
I whispered that because if 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 Kevin Spacey hears this, I might that might be the end of Rich. There's a red dot on your forehead right <laughs> I now. I know. I got the Predator three dots right now, dude. Like, because hashtag listen, Predator. Listen, listen, low key. We can't stand with Kevin Spacey. However, he tends to murder those who don't stand with him. That's why we're whispering. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> with that being said, though, <laughs> it's, it's a slippery slope. I think that there's lose-lose all over the place, but I would just take the 200 million plus L and say, let's move on. Let's get Grant Gustin in there and let's do the linchpin story. Have it come out in 2024. We come out smelling like fucking roses and we can wipe the stank of Ezra Miller off of the studio because you don't need that, especially when technically it's a new studio. Yeah. Like they just named it DC Studios. Yeah. The last thing you need is shitstorm. You know, the fans will accept the fact that Amber Heard's in five to ten minutes of Aquaman. Let's be honest. The fans are not going to ex- accept if things escalate or if or if they don't go away. They're not going to, you know, do play these games. Grooming is a lot different than shitting in a man's bed. <laughs> Abusing a adult human male is a lot different than grooming children. And I'm saying alleged because that's what's being alleged here. But I, I'm just saying that's there's a big difference. I don't know. With Amber Heard getting a new legal team, Warner Brothers could be like, oh, let's prop some money into this and keep this dragged out as long <laughs> as possible. I mean, I think this, the, the best uh, case scenario for them is people talking about Amber Heard. Yes. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you there. But with that being said, that is our opinion on what DC Studios and WB Discovery should do with the Flash movie and Ezra Miller. Of course, we always want to hear your thoughts, so hit us up on the social medias and let us know your thoughts. But now we are moving out of this edition of the Nerd News and right on over to... Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Welcome back to Diesel's Movie Triple Stuff. We had a really slow week at the box office. No new movies breaking onto the list. Coming in at number five, Nope, with another $5.3 million. Good. Nah. Nah. I had oh, to play hell it. Nah. Oh, hell nah. Hell <laughs> nah. I had to play it. I love it. I love that movie. Glad more people are going to see it. Thor, Love and Thunder, with another $5.3 million. I also like that movie, so I'm glad more people go out to see it. Top Gun Maverick with $7.2 million. I really love that movie. <laughs> Might be my movie of the year. I just want to throw that out Everybody's there. liking that movie. That movie's still great. 12 weeks on the box office. And uh, a couple billion dollars. <laughs> it, it, it's, it could possibly destroy the myth that the only thing that makes uh, over $2 billion and better is uh, superhero films. It could single-handedly no. beat Endgame. So that that's the thing. Yep. It's, it's a possibility. DC League of Super Pets pulls in another $7.2 million. Hey, The Rock. <laughs> the Rock. Kevin Hart, Kevin et cetera, Hart. et cetera. I, I want to see it. Uh, and Bullet Train is at number one spot again with $13.4 million. Well, you know, hey, it was a good... I, I found it entertaining. We talked yeah. about it last week in the Movie Club Review. Yeah. I thought it was entertaining, so no problem yeah, with it. There's nothing money. else major out. It's not surprising that it's that high. Yes, yeah, agreed. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Fall did not uh, break the top five yep. in its opening what, week. What are you talking about? I'm just saying it didn't break the top oh. five. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Uh, coming out this week, we have The Territory, The Legend of Molly Johnson, The Immaculate Room, 
And our pick for next week, Beast. That's right. Next Beast. week's 3FN Movie Club Review, Beast, starring Idris Elba. We'll bring you that review next week. Also, myself and Ron, for a special Patreon review, are going to be seeing Bodies, 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 because it's finally coming to our area. We're going to do that as a special Patreon review, like we had promised a couple weeks ago. Unfortunately, it took two extra weeks to come to our area, so we'll be checking that out this weekend and getting that up on Patreon for you this weekend. So there you go for our patrons, patreon.com. Slash 3FN Podcast. Shill, shill, shill. And then uh, the following week, uh, the big movie coming out is The Invitation. The Invitation, which I, I do believe uh, we're going to see. Are you in for that or no? Because I know that Vampires don't the... bother me, so okay, yeah, I can, okay. I can watch it. I was going to say, so we'll be doing that for the 3FN Movie Club review the following week. I know that there was some talk, and I was just making sure on your end, me and Ron will go see it, because we go to see all the horror movies anyways. Yeah. So... All right, so there you go. So you got the next two weeks. Next week, Beast with Idris Elba will be the 3FN Movie Club Review. The following week, The Invitation, so you're up to date. Diesel, that all brings us to the 3FN staple, the vintage, the classic top three. What is this week's top three? After racking my brain, you brought up duck donuts, and it clicked with me. Your top three favorite donuts. By the way, if you live near a Duck Donuts, it's delicious. They make your donuts fresh right there. They put a ton of great toppings on it. I had a blueberry pancake donut, and I had one that was kind of like an almond joy. It had some nuts on it. It had some dark chocolate. It had some coconut. I got to take you boys up there. It's delicious. But anyways, with that being said, uh, my top three favorite donuts of all time. My number three pick. My number three pick is peanut butter and jelly. There's a, bit of, a couple different places locally in our area that make tremendous peanut butter and jelly donuts. It's a jelly-filled donut with peanut butter on top for, instead of frosting. Delicious. Love it. Love it. Love it. My number two pick, and this is a specific donut brand, but I have to do it, the raspberry-filled donuts from Krispy Kreme. Uh, we used to have them in gas stations around here, but as Diesel knows, whenever I go to a Krispy Kreme, I'm buying at least, if I buy a dozen donuts, half of them are raspberry filled. They're delicious. They're my favorite donut, and it is a specific donut. That's mine. My number one of all time, and from many different places, apple fritters. Now, I prefer the ones that have the fruit inside, maybe some on top but some and some inside as well. The way Dunkin' used to make them was delicious. Now they've kind of dropped the ball on that. Locally, we have the Price Chopper. And they make a delicious, really? delicious apple fritter. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I love apple fritters. If you've never had one, oh, it's just so tasty. So, mmm, so tasty. Shout out to our regulars here at Dragon Master Games that stopped by and brought us some uh, Price Chopper apple fritters the other day, actually. By the way, I want to throw this out there. So Price, Price Chopper. <laughs> locally here in the 607, I don't know if any if, if anybody out there is living anywhere where there's a Price Chopper. As long as the bakery is good, the one up here on Upper Front Street in Binghamton has some of the best stuff ever. They were making Chiro donuts for a while there's a whole bunch of crazy s'mores donuts oh my god i can't go in there without getting fatter than i already am <laughs> so shout outs to them because i might as well give them a plug ron what's your top three donuts uh number three is a maple bacon donut Ooh, maple, maple bacon so good I, bacon on anything mm. uh number two i'm i'm easy a good old-fashioned you're one of those old-fashioned guys. I do. Right? It's it's what I grew up on. That's fine. That's <laughs> so, fine. And then number one is the Krispy Kreme cream-filled. Ooh, cream-filled Krispy <laughs> yes. Kreme. Okay. All right. Delicious. Diesel. All right. Recently, um, the bakery right outside of here at Dragon Master Games uh, gave us some freebies, and it's the first time I ever had it, but they're the pink flamingo ones. They are just a regular donut filled with a, like a custard on the inside, but it's got pink icing and then candied wings and a, a flamingo head. Absolutely delicious. <laughs> nice. And Sounds good. they gave us like six free ones, and I got sent home with like three of them. 
annihilated all three in one night. <laughs> I shout outs to Pinky's Bakery because they make some good donuts. Was there a vape pen involved? In yeah, this? there may have been a brownie involved as well. But this, even before <laughs> I ingested that, I was already enjoying that. By the way, sub note for the vape pen. I know that we're doing the top three. All throughout Massachusetts, every fucking board, uh, every billboard for every exit, there is a cannabis spot. So yeah. I was in heaven. But anyways, continue. Uh, number two, I'm uh, also sort of like combining two of yours. The Elvis donut. The Ooh. sort of bacon and peanut butter donut with like a banana filling. Oh, so good. Very delicious. And then number one, I'm an, I'm a basic bitch. A good sour cream donut. Oh, that's my favorite. Absolute favorite. Big shout out because it's almost the time for them to open the cider mill. Oh, yeah. I, I yeah. Think they're, they're already open. Yeah, I was going to say. They open in August. I know they always open in August. But shout out to the cider mill, especially during the week when you can get some of them coconut cream. You can get some of them maple. They have the best maple walnut down in the business. Yep. I'm just throwing it out there. And for you old-fashioned fans, they got to get some good, delicious old-fashioned, so too. So, good. so I know we're talking about the 607. I know some of you don't live in the greater Binghamton area. But just know, if you ever come here, and it's the uh, end of if it's August through right around November, December, depending mm-hmm. upon the year. Sometimes they stay open past Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. Uh, you can get the cider mill, and it's a delicious. And they have some really good apple cider, but I would wait until at least midway through September to really buy cider because early in the season, the apples aren't quite ripe enough, yeah. and it's it's not as good. It's not bad, but it's not as good as it's going to be in peak season. Mm-hmm. They even tell you that there. They tell you the peak season to come. But I, I, I will be there probably this upcoming weekend or week to get some donuts and some cider just because I'm a glutton for it because I try to get as much in as I can, baby. I do enjoy cider mill, but I've never actually gone there myself. Really? Yeah, I've I've had them before, and they're always enjoyable. But I've never actually gone into the cider mill. You know what? We'll have to remedy that sometime. It's a, it's, it's a fun yeah. trip. It's a fun trip. Anyways, with that being said, that is going to do it for the first half of the show. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back from the break, it will be time for the three FN movie review. And since we didn't go see a new movie, we opened up the Patreon grab bag and we pulled out of that Patreon grab bag a pick from our patron, Ken M. And that movie is the 25th hour. So we'll be right back with the review of 25th hour. What's up, nerds? Tyler Mack here from the 30 and Nerdy Podcast, the flagship show of Bad Cast Company Productions. Now, you are currently tuned in to my favorite three fat nerds, Rich, Ron, and Diesel, our Nerd Council Brothers. After you're done with this amazing show, zoom on over to 30 and Nerdy Podcast wherever you cast your pod hit the subscribe button give us a rating and a review and check out 30 and nerdy podcast.com cheers to you nerds welcome to three fans movie club refreshments are available in the lobby and please keep our theater clean by disposing of trash in specified containers and remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. We are back with the second half of this week's 3FN podcast. And of course, you know what that means. It is now time for the 
FN Movie Club Review. Fasten your seatbelts, buckle yourselves in, get ready for the ride. This week, we dug into the Patreon grab bag of movies, and we pulled out Spike Lee's 25th hour, and that was suggested to us by our good friend and patron, Ken M. If you would like to suggest movies to us that will be picked out of the grab bag for this show, also for the special We Love Movie show that we do exclusively on Patreon, you can do so because this month we're actually doing, we're doing Angus on Patreon. So there you go. You can do that by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash 3FN podcast for as little as $1 a month. Well, let's uh, jump right in, shall we? Uh, of course, even though this movie came out in 2002, we are going to keep the structure, once again, mostly for my OCD, of the show. So we will give uh, you know all the, the synopsis from Google and see how good or bad they did. Then we will uh, talk about who's in the movie, the director, the writers, all that happy jazz. Then we will give our thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down, spoiler-free recommendation, play the spoiler drop, give you the spoiler full review for those of you in listening. Once again, I don't think there's really a way to spoil a movie that is now 20 years old, but we still are gonna do it that way. And then of course, we will play the game and end it with our nerd score and my critic score of 25th hour. Are you gentlemen ready? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I like that enthusiasm. So let's go to the spoiler-free Google synopsis and let's rate this synopsis, which is becoming one of my favorite parts. By I have way. a feeling this one might actually be accurate. I, I just want to throw this out there. This is becoming <laughs> one of my favorite parts to see how right or wrong Google is. So here it is. In New York City, in the days following the September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks, Monty Brogan, Edward Norton, steals himself for a lengthy jail term. Brogan is a convicted drug dealer and about to start a seven-year prison sentence, and his final hours of freedom are devoted to hanging out with his closest buddies, Philip Seymour Hoffman and Barry Pepper, and trying to prepare his girlfriend, uh, Neutral Riviera, Rosario Dawson, for his extended absence. I think they missed a lot in this. And it- it's fairly accurate. It's the last hours before he goes to jail. <laughs> it's accurate, but I don't know if it was... It kind of misses like the heart of the movie, but it, it's, <laughs> by all accounts, accurate. Of course, uh, this movie was directed by the great Spike Lee. It is a Spike Lee joint. Listen, if you've been living under a rock, you don't know what Spike Lee's done. But, I mean, the man is known for Do the Right Thing, X, uh, The Black Klansman, uh, you know, Jungle Fever, uh, He Got Game, which is one of my favorites of all time. He, We were looking at it earlier. He has done 158 movie yeah, products. Yeah, some of that, yeah. The Direct- man is directorial. Directorial alone. Not just talk, not yeah. his production, yeah. not his writing, just Dude, directing. Like, amazing. Dude has a litany of things, and this is amazing. And this is amongst one of those. And always when I go through his uh, filmography, I'm like, wow, I forget that he did this yeah. and this and this. This is one of the ones I always forget that he directed, but I'm glad that he did direct it as hey you gotta love him uh the writer of this movie was uh david benahoff uh david benahoff has uh he wrote gemini man uh metal lords uh the chair uh he's wrote in some episodes of the game of game of thrones uh amongst other things so one of these things is not like the others <laughs> uh, absolutely which is kind of really yeah. strange but you know what oh he, by the way he wrote the screenplay play for x-men origins wolverine <laughs> Diesel. I'm, I'm thoughts. conflicted. Thoughts, Diesel. Thoughts. Oof. Oof. 
Oh, well, it gets a little better in the casting department because Edward Norton plays Monty Brogan. Uh, Barry Pepper plays uh, Frank Slaughtery. Uh, everybody knows fucking Barry. Barry Pepper is one of those guys that everybody knows, but, but nobody knows. Know, don't know his name. Uh, he was in, uh, by the way, he was in Battlefield Earth, Barry Pepper was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he, uh, he was in everything, and then he he did the direct-to-TV movie where he was uh, Dale Earnhardt. Yes. And I think that actually wrecked his career, because he had a good trajectory going, yeah. but then he did that and just went nowhere. So his most known for on IMDb, just so everybody knows, is Battlefield Earth, Saving Private Ryan, True Grit, and The Green Mile. Yeah. Uh, so, And he was the asshole cop in The Green Mile. Or the guard. No, 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 he wasn't. Or was it? No, who was that? He was, he was one of the nice guards. Oh, yeah, fuck, I forgot. Yeah. It's the other guy from Shawshank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, thank you for correcting me. I appreciate you. Uh, the reason I didn't give Edward Norton's credits is because, let's be it's honest, Edward everybody Norton. fucking knows Edward yeah. Norton. If you didn't know what movie credits Edward Norton has, sorry about your damn luck. Just like the <laughs> next man in this movie playing uh, Jacob Olinsky, Philip Seymour Hoffman, one of the greatest actors of all time, rest in peace. Yes. Uh, but once again, if you didn't know his filmography, I'm sure that it, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe you need to check it out real quick. But uh, Capote and amongst other things. But personally, along came Polly. <laughs> Boogie Nights. <laughs> no, Boogie Nights is amazing. Uh, I was making the along came Polly was because that's probably like the weirdest role he ever did. But he was still fucking good in it. Yeah. Especially because he was playing an 80s star as a hack as he got older. Crocodile Tears. <laughs> Wasn't he the buddy and cable guy? Yes. Like, oh, and yes. he was like yes. playing basketball. I was like, Philip Seymour Hoffman playing basketball. Yes. Never needed to see that. <laughs> yes. Uh, obviously, probably one of the best movies he ever did was The Master. Oh. It's, it's a phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen The Master, please see The Master. Of course, also, he was an almost famous, lest we forget. I mean, literally, if you go through his filmography, this man has done everything. Moneyball, etc., 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 etc. This man is just... He's fucking, he's, he's, he's a god. Yeah. He's a god, a legend. Unfortunately, gone too soon. Rest in peace. Uh, last but not least, in the main cast, if you will, is uh, Rosario Dawson as Neutrell Riviera. Uh, once again, Rosario Dawson, she's in fucking everything. But you know her right now, especially all of you nerds, because she is Ahsoka Tano in the live action Star Wars. So there you go. Uh, Anna Paquin is also in this movie as uh, a young... Uh, a sedu- should we Whore. call her? Oh, hi <laughs> Shots fired over there. I can make these comments because I was the same age as her. She's actually like a year or two older than me. That's true. Oh my God, how hot was she in this movie? By the way, she's a Lolita <laughs> in this movie, technically. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. Uh, also, Brian Cox is in this movie oh. as James Brogan. He plays the father of, if, if, if that name sounds familiar, it should. Uh, you've seen him in Succession, X2, X-Men, yeah. uh, Troy, Adaptation, amongst other he's, movies. He's super Troopers. Yeah, super he, yeah, he's super a hell of, hell of an actor, man. Dude, he's, he's so, so versatile. Dude, he's in everything. Yeah. Like, literally. He's one, another one of those actors that's in everything. And I only have... Uh, Tony Saragusa is in this movie as, as one of the bad guys, if you will. You gotta love it, but I, I have to have one shout-out. There is one shout-out <laughs> that I know... Diesel is is ready for me to make. It's the one that allowed me to give. Can I guess the role he played? Not saying who it is. Go ahead, guess. Was it the doorman? It absolutely was. <laughs> he plays Kari, the doorman. Very brief role, but I know that he's near and dear to both mine and Diesel's hearts. <laughs> the late great Patrice O'Neill is in this movie. Yes. That's why this movie is the the this movie is one of the greatest New York films. Just because they paid attention to detail, they got some New York legends in there, including Patrice O'Neill. So, shout-outs to Spike Lee, who does a good job in fucking casting. Uh, there, I don't think anybody could say that Spike Lee's ever done a bad casting. Yeah. 
you can judge some of his movies differently. I said to Ron earlier, I don't believe he's ever made a truly bad film. No. He's made some films that are better than others, but I don't think he's ever made a truly bad film. And, and he always has the best casting out you, there. You, if you haven't seen all his movies, you need to see all his movies. Like, just work through them. I, I agree. Yeah. Absolutely. He's one of those directors that if we were going to do a deep dive on directors, I would definitely pick him. As far as American directors go, he's probably... he. Well, he's not probably. He is definitely in the top five yeah. Yeah. of all time. Yeah, I agree. That is, that is where Spike Jones will go down in history. Uh, and if you are a New York Knicks fan, he's probably number one for you because he is the quintessential... He is what Jack Nicholson is to the Lakers, to the New York Knicks. But he also bring a bowl of chili to the Knicks games. Well... You know, it's a little either for Jack, though, because Jack has had some winning teams. Not so much for Spike. Uh, of course, most famously for getting in a fight with Reggie Miller. Uh, well, with that being said, let's dive right into the spoiler-free recommendation. We're going to give it a thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down. We're going to start with Ron and why. Remember, spoiler-free. What do you think about 25th Hour? Definitely a thumbs up. It's definitely, like, he's, like I just said, if you, if you haven't seen all of Spike Lee's films, you need to just start going through his catalog. If you haven't watched a Spike Lee film in a while, start with this one. Like, they're they're all worth a watch, so definitely a thumbs up. Absolutely. Diesel, what's your recommendation on this? Definite thumbs up. Stellar cast, stellar performances by everybody, and it is a great living picture from post, uh, post 9-11 New York. It's the yeah. quintessential post 9-11 movie. Agreed. I am with you on that. It is a big fucking thumbs up. Uh, this is, especially with 9-11 being the backdrop of this movie, and it is a character in the movie, let's be honest. It is. Uh, but it's not, like, overly in your face. It's not, like, done for some cheap effect. Remember that, uh, what was it, While You Were Sleeping? The one with... Yeah. Uh, uh, the Batman. The Batman in it. Uh, yeah, remember at the end you find out it's 9-11, and it's like they threw it in there to be fucking hokey, and he's in the World Trade uh, Tower. And I was always like, oh, Jesus Robert Christ. Pattinson. Thank you, thank you. Uh, you obviously remember that, man. You remember, you remember the Batman. You know his identity? Yeah. It's not Bruce Wayne. It's not. It's Robert Pattinson. Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Anyways, uh, going back, uh, the only other one that I would say is Rain Over Me. Is the only other yeah. the other quintessential nine eleven movie in my opinion? That's just my opinion. Where it's a character that is with Don Cheadle and Adam Sandler. It's one of Adam Sandler's oh, yes. like yes. serious yes. roles. It's fucking. I, I gotta rewatch chef's it. Chef's kiss. It, it's been it's been a while. I, I hope someday it. we get to. I I hope someday we get to review it. Don't rewatch it. You will cry. Oh yeah. You will cry and you will cry. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah, I, it's been. I think. I Listen, don't... I've never been a big Springsteen fan, but when he's, it's fucking yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, tears. Niagara Falls. Not <laughs> the rewatch. Yeah, I don't remember so if I cried the first time. I do want to review it someday. I'm gonna. I'm, I might put that on my list when I get to put a pick in there. That might be raffled out. It's, it, but it's going to be one of those that I got to be prepared to watch because yeah. it, it's a tearjerker, but it's beautiful. It's a beautiful movie. If you've never seen it, please see Rain Over Me. With that being said, I give a big thumbs up to 25th Hour. I know we got off the tracks. That's what we do around here. So I think that's a solid recommendation. Thumbs up. Three thumbs up recommendation from the 3FN. All the nerds are agreeing. Now, I understand this movie came out in 2002. So, eh, the spoiler isn't necessarily necessary. But just in case some people have not seen 25th Hour, we do not want to ruin it with our opinion. Please make yourself... Please go see it. This is a movie we highly recommend. Go see 25th Hour. Then come back and hear our review of it. If you've already seen 25th Hour or you're just out with no plans and you just want to hear what we're going to say, you can stay on board because now we are going to play the spoiler alert and we're going to give our full review of 25th 
hour. All right, here it is. Full-on review. We're going to go with the good and the bad before we get into the game and our scores. So let's start off. I want to start off with Diesel because I know that Diesel is a champion, a champion of this film. Diesel, what did you like? What is your goods for 25th Hour? So like I said in the spoiler-free one, the cast is absolutely spectacular. Like the casting director did a phenomenal job. Um, Barry Pepper knocks this one out of the park. Philip Seymour Hoffman cannot not knock it out of the park. Um Anna Paquin did a great job as a young seductress student of yeah. uh, Jacob Olinsky. Yeah. Edward Norton, I think this is one of his greatest performances. It is solid. Um, Brian Cox delivered a hell of a performance, and everybody in this movie did their jobs great. And this is a love letter to New York City in the time they needed it the most. I agree. I want to add, though, and I mentioned this to Ron earlier, one of the hidden all-stars of this movie is Rosario Dawson. Yeah. She is putting a position where you don't know if she's the one that yeah. turned her boyfriend in or not. And they never explain if she does or not. The best part about it is they play it so ambiguous, it could be either or. And that's and that's got to be hard as an actress to go and go, okay, by the way, we're not going to we're not going to tell the audience ever if you are the person you are just, we're just going to, well, yes, but you know what I mean? We're not going to tell you, you yourself yeah. isn't going to be the one responsible. So what we're going to do is you're going to play it like you are, but you're not. Yeah. So it's always, you know, usually there's a motivation. You're giving up double motivation and she handled it perfectly. Yeah. So I think she's really one of the young sung heroes. Once again, yeah. heavy hitters like Hoffman and Pepper yeah. and Norton and Cox, you, you know, you're going to get fucking grade A with them and you do. It's beautiful. Do you have anything you want to add to that run? No, it's a solid acting all around. Um, things aren't over the top. Like, everything is very natural. Uh, from all the way down to the seductionist, all the way down to Rosario Dawson. Like, everything is very flow. Like, it is, it feels very real. So, it is definitely solid. Again, it comes from the acting, comes from the director. Like, it's solid all around there. Diesel, what else you got for good? It has one of the greatest monologues in any movie I've ever seen. The mirror scene, the fuck you mirror scene. It hits everything that people were feeling in you know, post 9-11 New York, and then turns it. He goes through and he bitches about all the different groups of people in New York City, and then eventually to his friends, and then the you know, terrorists, and Osama bin Laden. And then, you know, because he's angry that he's going to jail, then he finally turns it back around on himself. Fuck you. You had it all and you threw it away. One of the best three minutes of any movie I've yes. ever seen. I agree 100%. One of the greatest monologues of all time. I want to also throw out there, uh, speaking of 9-11... This is a great backdrop for this film. We talk about atmosphere and, 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 you know, scenery and everything like that. This is New York. This is New York post-tragedy. They don't hide it. Barry Pepper's fucking apartment is across from yeah. Ground Zero. Yeah. They do not hide it. There is shots of, of course, the light beams coming up from Ground Zero, which, you know, still does to this day. There's this wonderful, you know, you get to feel the sense of the city, and a lot of those secondary shots are what was happening in New York City as, as a lifelong New York State resident, as somebody who was in New York City after 9-11, before 9-11, my whole life. You really got the sense of what it was to be a fucking New Yorker post 9-11-2001. And it was beautiful because it showed the healing of New York. Yeah. It showed that, you know, you're never going to keep the city down. And, I, and that being a backstory, it's a background story, but it's a fucking beautiful background yeah. story. Continue, though, Diesel. So, yeah, you got that. And then one of the things I usually hate in movies, 
they do this extremely well. And we'll talk about it later, obviously, but the the ambiguous ending of this movie. Yes, we were talking yes. about this yes. earlier. Yes. Beautifully. Um, on the way to his, the jail, his father's driving him in, and he starts telling him, look, we can just keep on driving. And yeah. it, it shows what would happen if they keep on driving. They're just going to drive out west. We're going to go to the desert. We're going to find a small town. You're never going to call home. You're never going to come back home. You know, You're going to start you, a new life. They only get caught when they come home. Everybody comes home, and that's when they get caught. You do not come home. Yeah. The, the ending of this movie, they go through this whole scenario where he eventually will send word out to Naturel, and she'll come out, and they're going to start a family together. But you don't know what happens, because then after they do all this beautiful thing of him starting a new life out there, it just cuts to him sleeping in the car, and you don't know if they're still continuing to jail or if they're going out west. Yeah. And I actually, this is the one time I enjoyed an ambiguous ending. I agree, yeah, especially yeah. with a lot of the other ambiguities in this movie that they do very well. I thought that that was also Once again, it's like one of those things where you're like, it's a negative because everybody hates the ambiguousness. Yeah. But the way that they did it was so perfect and beautiful that it's also a positive. So, like I said, it's a negative and a positive. We're not going to say it in the. It was more positive than negative. Yeah. So I agree with you a hundred percent. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Anything else you got there? Um, and just shout out for the end scene too. With as great as the monologue that Edward Norton has, Brian Cox delivering that monologue at the end is so Dude, heartbreaking and fucking beautiful. Fucking Niagara well. Falls. <laughs> Dude, Niagara Falls. That, that whole like when he says, you know, they get caught when they come home. Yeah, never come home. And then you know, you know, he's You're been just s- like, whoa, dude. When he's like, we'll we'll stop at a bar. You know, I haven't drank a drink in two years, and I'll have a drink with my son. All oh, fucking yeah. waterworks. And just to shout out uh, this movie again, it was a love letter to New York that I think unintentionally became a perfect period piece for 2001 yeah. 2002 new york city it will go down i think it's one of the more underrated movies of his but when you go back and watch it 20 years later 30 years later yeah. and you were alive during 9 11 this takes you back it is the perfect period piece that was never intended to be a period piece yeah. agreed agreed uh ron do you have anything positive to add to these laws and already mentioned no, nah, I think I think he hits it all. Like everything, you know, like the backdrop is great. Like you said, nine eleven. Like even watching the the workers just sweep up when yep. you're looking down, and that whole thing of like you're not going to get rid of this apartment. Goes shit, the fucking money. I you know what I pay for this fucking apartment. You know how much I fucking lose. Screw that. I go. I ain't going to run. Like that's New Yorker all the way. Like, I ain't going to run because somebody decided to blow this building up too. That's basically what he yeah. says. I mean, like that's so New Yorker, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, I. The only thing I could add to the positives is, like I said, it, the casting was great. Like you said, backdrop is great. The story is good. There, there's there's not much more to add to the positives. <laughs> yeah. I think we can check the boxes. But then, with every movie, there has to be some negatives. So, for the negatives, I'm going to start with Ron. What were your negatives of 25th Hour? All right. So, I'm going to be honest. This is the first time I saw this movie. Okay. Hey, so congratulations. I, 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 saw, I mean, I've seen it out before, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't watching a lot of stuff back then. But, like, watching this movie... You feel the whole two hours. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it, it's it's slow, but, but you feel it. But you you watch it all because you got to watch it all, and it's solid. But you feel like I, I was looking at the clock. Like I shouldn't have started this movie so late. I mean, I didn't I didn't end up getting to bed until like ten thirty. And yeah. I know I know I'm old man, but I I, work, I get up in the morning and go to work, people. And I'm like, it's like ten 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 o'clock ten fifteen. I'm like, <laughs> and then it ended at ten thirty. I'm like, oh man, okay, it's like two hours and five minutes. I'm like. That hurt. <laughs> I agreed. Anything else? Uh, really, I, there's not, like, I think the fight scene was a little over the top at the end. But that's just me. And I, I understand why it was there. 
but it was a little over the top. I mean, it was it was definitely Fight Club esque. Yeah, I will yeah, say that. Yeah, yeah. They, like, they're definitely honing the inner Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> in a ways, I, in ways, I'm just saying, and I do agree. Before I go kick it over to Diesel, I also do agree. You do feel all two hours. Like yeah. it is a long movie, mostly because it's a beautiful movie, but it's one of those movies that there's really nothing to make speed the movie up yeah. for you. Yeah. There's there's a couple action takes, if you yeah. will, the confronting of uh, the gangster, yeah. the fucking fight between Monty and Frank. Uh, yeah, like that. The fight. I say fight. It's yeah. not really a fight. It's just a one-sided aspect. Yeah. So yeah. the the basic premise of this movie <laughs> is he's going to jail and he doesn't want to be seen as weak. So he wants to have his friend beat the fuck out of him. So he goes into jail all scarred up. It doesn't really make sense. You're a successful drug dealer in New York City that has massive Russian connections. They have people on the inside. So the premise of yeah. that is a little bit lacking. Yeah. Because. You know the Russians have people on the inside. They're going to take care of you. You didn't drop the dime on them. They respect you. Yeah, you're in good hands. You're in good hands. You're yeah. not going to get fucked with in jail. So you're. But, but that, that's the the over arc too. Is he's just like people like me don't do well in jail. <laughs> a little too pretty. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was one of the shortcomings. Yes, the fight scene. What it, it was awkward in that way where it'd be like two friends who don't actually ever throw down. Like yeah. Monty had muscle. He never actually did any of the violence. Yeah. Frank's a goddamn uh, stockbroker. Stock yes. They're not violent people, so it kind of works for that. And I will agree, it is a slow movie, but you get a little bit of the sexiness with um, both Anna Paquin yeah. and um, uh, Rosario Dawson. Like They are amazingly beautiful in this movie. Yeah. So you got a little bit of that. You have the midway monologue, which for well, me that, that makes, yes. makes the movie for me. I, I stopped, rewound it, and rewatched it. Yeah. And then you go get to the end. You have the lackluster fight scene, but you have the great Brian Cox narrating what could be. Yeah. And it's it is a slow movie, but this is one of the movies where like the artsy part of me loves it. Yeah, of course, and I'm not saying it's bad because of that. Yeah, I'm just saying you yeah, do feel it. Yeah. We got to be honest. Of course, Diesel's in. <laughs> Dr. Derek is in for the pedophilia angle. <laughs> well, which you never get the conclusion on that either, which is, well, like, did, did he get fired? Did he not get fired? Because she leaves with the hat. Dude, <laughs> did she get her A? She got her A, but she deserved her A. And, again, 2002 Derek was younger than Anna Paquin. So just got to throw that out I, I, I agree with you there, because I'm in the same boat as you. We're the same age. However... <laughs> Oh, that's such a hot storyline. It, it is a hot storyline for our I mean, age. She started age. it. But once again, this it's not a negative. Trust me. It's just kind no. of a. It's it's an interesting. It was an interesting uh, storyline to have the Lolita yeah. storyline in there. But hey, I'm not complaining about it. I I, I think that that is, does anybody else have a negative? Do we got them all covered? Because yeah. I think that there's not too many negatives for this film. But with that being said, it is now time. Time to play the game. Time to play the game! <laughs> that is right, it is time to play the game, of course. Diesel is now your reigning champion, finally dethroned Ron on the bonus episode. <laughs> on the bonus episode for Prey. Cheats. You guys cheated. But the game is played simply as this. It's Price is Right rules. It's the closest to the number without going over. Unless we need a tiebreaker, then it's closest to the number because we don't do fucking ties. With that being said, we also have four of them back again. Yeah. Ooh. So if you are trying to clean sweep this time and get the 
flawless victory, it's going to be four instead of three. It only takes a two-decade-long movie to fucking get four <laughs> reviews up. <laughs> For some reason on Google, and we always go back to Google, I can search them out myself, but sometimes they only have three yeah. scores, sometimes they have four scores, this time we have four scores. So it's going to be a little harder for the flawless victory if somebody is attempting for it. But with that being said, let's go ahead. Ron, since you are the challenger, you get to go first. IMDb out of 10 using points. What did they give 25th hour? Oh, fuck. Uh, 7.2. Diesel. Not trying to cut you into the news, uh, but 7.8 was what yeah, I was saying. Yeah, yeah. 7.2 for yeah. Ron. 7.8 for Diesel. Ron gets the point. 7.6. Ooh. So Diesel just should have cut me at the knees. All right, Diesel, you get to go next. This is going to be Metacritic. Metacritic, critics only, obviously. Out of 100%, what do they give 25th Hour? Critics love Spike. We're going to go 81. Ronald. I think you got to go lower. I I don't want to go. (laughs) You're 81, kind of critics, Spike Lee. Most people talk about them. I'm just going to go 50 and hedge my bets. You said 50? Yeah. And you said 81. 81. Ah, look at that. Look at that. Ron gets the win and is your new champion. 68% of Metacritic. Ooh. Oh, so wow. Diesel busted. Yeah. You did not bust. However, you can still go for a flawless victory and you can still go to block it. Uh, Diesel, you get to go. Or no, Ron, you get to go next. Sorry. Rotten Tomatoes out of 100%. What did they give? 25th hour. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's got it's to be in the 70s. I'll go 68. Diesel. Oh, you got to let me go with 69 then. <laughs> ah. <laughs> and Diesel gets the black no flawless victory because it was 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, okay. I was right. It was in the 70s. I just didn't know where. <laughs> and now last but certainly not least for funsies. Google users out of 100%. Diesel, you get to go first. What did they give 25th hour? 84. Ronald? 83. <laughs> Ron hit it right on the number. 83 oh, wow. 8%. So think about it. You got, you, yeah. you you got three out of four. I, yeah, Could not pull out the flawless victory. Well, on a week where well, it was three, you would have gotten it. Ron, Diesel, Ron Tomatoes threw me it. off. However, Ron, you have regained the championship. That is awesome. But now it's time. an artsy film, too. How the hell did that happen? I know. Now, because he went super high on Metacritic. <laughs> <laughs> you all never go that high on Metacritic. All right. Now it's time for us to give our scores. We're going to give the nerd score, and then I will give my critical score. Of course, the nerd score is a... It's, it's kind of a... It's a nice combination of our critical score an entertainment score, and a recommendation. All wrapped into one. There is five levels. We don't do anything in between. It's just a level. So in the one slot, that's the lowest. That's just no. Never watch it. Never see it. The movie is terrible. In the two spot, it's you've been warned. That means it's not terrible. It's still bad. It's not good. And you've been warned. Three is, ah, it's good. That means this is an average to good film. But... You don't need to go out of your way to see it. If it's on and you happen to watch it, that's fine. You don't need to spend money on it. Just, you know, catch it sometime. You're not going to regret seeing it, but at the same time, it's not life-changing. A four is just take my money. These are very good to great movies, and these are movies that you can spend money on the theater. Add it to your collection. You should see these movies. They're good enough that you should definitely see them. Make some time. Take some time out to see them. And last but certainly not least, in the five slot, this is the creme de la creme. This is Certified Nerd. These are the instant classics. These are movies like Jaws, Jurassic Park, the original Halloween. Uh, This year, 
we only go by unanimous on the show. This year, unanimously, The Batman. Spider-Man No Way Home, and there's been more over time. Uh, we are going to be compiling a list and putting it on the website of all the certified nerd movies, and actually all of our nerd scores overall. That's something that I'm going to be taking underhand in the next few months, just so you guys know. Are you ready to give your scores, gentlemen? Mm-hmm. Ron, we're going to start with you. What is your nerd score for 25th Hour? All right. I'm not sure if I'm going to be the high one on this one or not, but I'm going to go with a four. Being my first viewing and stuff, it is a solid movie. I know I com- and I know I complain about the if you feel the whole two hours, you still need to see this movie. You need to watch it. It's a good period piece, like uh, Diesel has said, and it is a solid movie all around. So it's definitely a four. Awesome. So just take my money for Ron Diesel. You are not the high one because this is in my rotation in a yearly viewing capacity. This is one of my favorite Edward Norton performances, one of my favorite Spike films. This is a solid five for me. This is the Artsy Diesel five out of five. This is one I watch a lot. Nice. Big Natty Cool Diesel gives it a certified nerd. And now it's on to me. And honestly, I'm going to agree with Ron on this one. I also give it a Just Take My Money. It Just Misses Certified Nerd for me is a very good movie. Very good. It is actually, I would I will just say it. It is a great movie. It just missed the cusp of the top tier, in my opinion, just because I, I kind of want a little more. But that's also my preference. Like, I'm not the artsy guy. Yeah. That's Diesel. Although, for being an artsy film, this is one of my favorite artsy yeah. films of all time. So no problems with me from this movie. I think this should be standard watching for anybody. If you are a New Yorker, whether it's New York City or New York State, you need to watch this film. This is essential for a New Yorker. This is this is a five certified nerd you need to watch if you're a New Yorker. If you are anywhere else and you want to find out what New York is really about, you need to watch this movie. Because everything he says in that rant is true to this day. Yes. And then some, and like you said, it is a rundown, and at the same time, then a build back up of the people, because it's like, hey, these are the problems, these are all the fucking people in this city, and this is how they are, but you know what, it's also beautiful, and fucking, we're strong, and we're fucking strong-willed, and you know what, fuck me for fucking up. Yeah. And I think it's beautiful. All the people that they show during the, the monologue, the fuck you monologue, that come back in the end, end scene, you know, showing them, like, waving... It's just, it's beautiful how they did that transition. Oh, absolutely. And it's just one of these beautiful things. And that's New York. And I've always said that. New Yorkers get a rap that we're all assholes. And we are. But we're also considerate assholes, which is kind of weird. We take care of each other. It's not like, when you go to New York City and you see somebody with a stroller going down a subway, somebody will grab the front of that stroller and carry it down. They don't want to thank you. They don't want to ask for a thank you. They just walk off. They never even take their earbuds out. It's just an unspoken word from New Yorkers that we're going to help one another out. This is the place where if your car is buried in snow, your neighbor's going to help unbury your car. They will bitch at you the entire fucking time <laughs> they do it and call you a fucking lazy piece of shit But as they're doing it. Yeah. So that's, that's New York. We're assholes. But we still help each other out yes. at the end of the fucking day. And that's what makes New York beautiful. And that's what makes this movie beautiful. Because this is not just one of the quintessential 9-11 movies. This is one of the quintessential New York films. You know, you get that feeling in, in Ghostbusters and this movie, pretty much, of how New York truly is. It's kind of weird that Ghostbusters yeah. is that in New York, but it really fucking is that New York. With that being said, though, my critic score of this movie is an 8. I was originally going to give it a 7.5. I'm not going to lie. But after talking about it and thinking about it, man, fuck yeah, it's an eight. It's, this is a great movie. It's on that cusp of just into the nines. Uh, usually if I rate a movie at an eight and a half, eh, some eight and a halfs can sneak in as a uh, certified nerd. If it's a nine, it's usually a certified. Nine and above is certified nerd. So it's just outside of that. That doesn't mean it's a bad movie. It just means 
it is lacking something for me personally. But as far as artsy films, is one of my favorite artsy films of all time. This is a must watch. I think I would suggest this to anybody. If I was making, if somebody asked me an essential list of movies, this would be on it. So, 25th hour, all said and done. Uh, two of us voted. Just take my money. Diesel certified it nerd. And I gave it an 8 out of 10 on my critical score. With that being said, next week, as we mentioned earlier, we will be reviewing the brand new Idris Elba film, Beast. Oh, not that, that one. Oh, no, no. That's, no, no, that's, well, no, no, that's, that's what Diesel's going to do <laughs> after the movie <laughs> to, to whoever he can find to do that to. Oh, we're going to tame the beast. <laughs> <laughs> if he ever met Idris Elba, I feel like that would exactly be what would happen. <laughs> Instant two knees, unzip pants. No, first I'm going to yell at him where Wallace at. <laughs> but with that being said next week we will be for the 3FM Movie Club review it will be Beast now Diesel it is time for us to pay some bills it is time for us to hit them shameless plugs that means if you can hear my voice you know how to find us but do your friends know how to find us do their friends know how to find us it is simple go to your favorite podcast provider type in 3FN you can put the podcast or not it doesn't matter and booyah kasha there we are while you're there Make sure you smash that subscriber file button so you can get our show delivered to you each and every week, especially if you are on Apple Podcasts, because that helps the algorithm a ton. And hey, while you're at it, if you've already done those things, that's awesome. But if you're doing it now, or if you've already done it, if you haven't dropped that five-star review, drop that five-star review. It's free for you, and it means the world to us. We're also on Facebook. Type in that search bar. 3FN Podcast. You can also look up 3 Fat Nerds, those fat fucks, where you're going to find us. You're going to find our page. You're going to like our page. You're going to comment, rate, review, help us spread the word of nerd. Of course, we are on Twitter and TikTok at 3FN Podcast and on Instagram at 3FN Pod. And remember, for all of the social medias, use the hashtag 3FN Pod whenever talking about the show. If you want to email us your picks, 3FatNerdsPod uh, at gmail.com. There's the double duty one. First of all, make sure you're following us over on twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. There you can get the live after shows for all wrestling pay-per-views for myself and Ken M from the ODPH. Also, we do movie nights over there and other great things that are going to be coming up very soon. Twitch.tv slash 67 podcast. Make sure you're following so you get notified. Next, if you would like to support the show monetarily for as little as $1 a month and get a ton of extra bonus content, including the 3 Fat Nerds podcast. Sorry, the 3FN podcast. You know, this rebrand has been a little rough on us. <laughs> 3FN podcast, uh, and you get it early, and it's the unedited, uncut, uncooked edition, so you get extra stuff, and you get all the outtakes that you can handle. You get that, plus you get the two made-for Patreon shows, We Love Movies, where we do extra movie reviews, and also, twice a month, you get 3FN After Dark, where me and Diesel just have a lot of fun and talk a lot of shit. Uh, we talk about news stories. We talk about fucked up things happening in the world. We give our uh, views and try to keep it as funny as possible. So it's really for humor and comedy, but hey, we get a little serious sometimes. You can get all that on patreon.com slash 3FN podcast. All right, it's easier, but I'll still manage to mess it up. H-T-T-P colon backslash backslash 3FN P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. I almost went 8-1. I almost went 8-1. <laughs> I, I, I tried. I tried. I tried. Yeah, I it's beautiful. It 
Three. By the way, if you type in 8122productions.com, guess what? You still get there as of right now. So 3fnpodcast.com is the website. Go there. You can find out more. There's the T Public link is there. The link to our Patreon is there. The link to all of our social medias are on there. The link to the Twitch channel is on there. Uh, different links to different pr- providers are on there, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Uh, Google Music, all, all those great things are all there on 3FMPodcast.com. Also, friends of the show, there's a link to go see our, go over to our good friends, the ODPH Podcast. Go check them out. Also, also, there's a music directory there with links to our musical acts that help us and provide us with copyright-free music. And, of course, the people who do our uh, theme song, Shout at the Robots, they're on there, as well as our good friend Second Suitor, Tom Jolu, Floodlands, the Phosphines from Melbourne, Australia, the Jasons from... West Virginia. They're all there. Check them out in the directory and make sure you're supporting them on Bandcamp, YouTube Music, and Spotify. And then last, but certainly not least, there is the local sponsors who help us bring this show to you each and every week, commercial free. Guess what? We're going to give them a shout out though right now. First of all, the people who provide us with the 8122 Production Studios, that is right, Dragon Master Games, located at 1235 Upper Front Street in Binghamton, New York. For all of your Magic the Gathering and gaming needs, visit them on the World Wide Web, DragonMasterGames.com. And if you are in the 607 or passing through the 607 and would like to stop and find out what events are going on in the store, it's simple. Follow them on Facebook, Dragon Master Games. And thank you to Rex to Rod's Auto Detailing, located at 2004 North Street in Endicott, New York. To call for an appointment, call 607-644-3389. When you're ready to put the pride back in your ride, don't forget to tell them the 3-Pet Nerds sent you. Depending upon when you listen to this, we are 10 or less days away from Sci-Fi Horror Fest going down August 26th and 27th in Vernon, New York at the Vernon Downs Casino. Come check out Richard Mouser. Uh, Of course, you might know him from The Thing. You might know him from the original miniseries of It. Uh, Diesel knows him from My Girl and My Girl 2. And he's been in a ton of other things. Come meet him. You can come meet C.J. Graham, who played Jason Voorhees in Friday the 13th Part 6. Also, while you're there, you can also meet our good friend and Diesel's birthday partner, David Howard Thornton. Art the Clown from Terrifier. And by the way, Terrifier 2, dropping very soon. So you're going to want to make sure to check him out. They'll all be there. There'll be a ton of vendors. There'll be a ton of activities. There'll be a ton of panels. And there's even more celebrities there. Guess what? You can do all of that for as little as $15. It's $15 for a day pass. It is $20 for a weekend pass. And you know where you can find out all that information, Diesel? SciFiHorrorFest.com. And by the way, the three... FN will be there. One out of ten stars. I can't understand you all. This was reviewed at December 26, 2001. You understand why. Sorry. Position one in the top 250. What's wrong with you? Okay, Tolkien's books is perfect, but this movie is not. A great collection of visual effects, nice landscapes, and old style talking and fighting scenes had to be cut every two seconds like a music clip. That may be nice, but the greatest movie ever? I expected more from this movie. Uh, and now listen there won't be a new star wars this time are those times are over if you want great effects you turn on a computer and that's it star wars was handmade and looks as great as it was when it was produced today the movies of our generation must have a good story and a great effects effects are no problem anymore like they were in the 70s and 80s i can't believe that you betrayed the godfather and shawshank redemptions you are all victims of great advertising campaigns Yuck. One out of ten stars. Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Alright, so I agree with the fact that the practical effects in the original Star Wars were much better than the CGI effects. But my other gripe with that is, 
I enjoy Shawshank Redemption, but Shawshank Redemption is not top tier. It's like B tier. It's good. You're gonna watch it just because it's on. You wouldn't. You wouldn't rate it certified nerd. No, no. Okay. I just shy of it. Okay, okay. Just shy of it. That's fine. I'm just questioning. But yeah, yeah. Everything else, like the book, is not perfect either. Tolkien is overrated. <laughs> Piss off. I have no, I have no gripes with whatever you said. <laughs> I just want to go on record. That I agree with whatever you said. Uh, on top of that, I do want to add in though that uh, in 06, you obviously were not reading the Temp of the Room. There would be more Star Wars. Yeah. Oh, it was 01. 01. It's still an 01. Yeah. In 01, we were still talking about more Star Wars. Yeah. That's why it was December 26, 2001. He didn't. He didn't get the big. G.I. Joe with the Kung Fu grip on Christmas, so he had a, no. he had a mat. No, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> wild. It, I, I granted it didn't age well, but I'm just saying in 01, we were clamoring for more Star Wars, and we'd get more Star Wars. So yeah. I'm just throwing that out there. With that being said, though, hopefully you enjoyed our opinions. Hopefully you were entertained, because that's what we aim to do each and every week. Of course, next week we will be back to talk nerd news and, of course, give you the 3FN movie review of Beast. Until then, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And most importantly, later, nerds. Later. He definitely went to jail. <laughs> Lord of the Rings just sucks, people. Red lights come and go, holding back my fits of passion. Driving down an through road, looking for a place to stay. I've been feeling like I owe.